The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I first wanted to say um, happy autumn as uh, I learned that today is the first day of, of autumn and I believe it's also the autumn equinox which um, does that mean that the, the day, days and nights are about equal right now so there's a kind of balance it's interesting and um, And I'm just to kind of check in and check this out. So she made an appointment to see Gil. And, and, and Gil asked, met with her and asked her some questions. And, you know, um, I imagine, you know, he wanted to understand, you know, what, where her mind was, where her heart was, you know. Um, and, and he told me that not only did he give um, Phyllis, you know, our friend, not only did he give her his blessing, but he said he was so inspired by being with her because she was uh, the most radiant, happy person he had ever been with, that he had ever met. There was something about her. Something had, had let go into this um, amazing joy um, acceptance, and she was so happy. She was just, she was, um, you know, able to fully, fully be in each moment, fully meet her life, and enjoy it and appreciate it. And you know, and so she was just glowing. And I heard that she, um, when 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 she felt that things were were sort of coming to a close, she threw a huge party, you know, and had all her friends and 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 had cocktails and and played one last uh, round of gin rummy with her with her best girlfriends and you know and so uh, I always remember that and think about that. It's like. Um, you know, what is it that lets us finally um, be in this moment without reservation, without holding anything back? Um, I think often, consciously or unconsciously, we relate to this moment as a sort of bridge to some other moment imaginary, basically, that's got to be better than this moment, right? So we're kind of saving ourselves for that, for, for that, saving ourselves for something. I remember during this practice period at Tassajara, there was a, a, a student, who, a monk, who was you know, maybe in his 50s or something, but he was complaining, he was saying, he was complaining about his knee. He was having all these knee problems, and he said, I can't sit in this position because it's damaging my knee. He was a little bit pissed off, you know. And Mel, the teacher, just said, uh, what are you saving it for? <laughs> I always said, you know, I mean, it's a little bit of a flippant answer. But, 
you know, this idea of what, are, yeah, you know, it's like, what, are you, what better thing are you saving your knee for than doing this? Um, what are we saving ourselves for? What are we holding back? And this idea of practice as giving our whole being to this, to what we're doing, whatever it is that we're doing, whoever it is that we're with, to give ourselves to that. And it kind of, you know, stuck with me. Um, I just want to say a few things about what may support us into um, opening in this way, being with life as it is, being with um, our experience without you know, meeting it on its own terms. And I think it's, this is one of the paradoxes of practice that this is quite a challenging thing to do. And that in a way, to meet the unknown or to meet what's uncertain, uh, to have structure in our life, to have routine, to have structure, to have a container, some container of practice is very, very helpful. You know, so in Zen practice, for example, they don't tell you how to meditate, but there's a lot of structure around how you walk, how you bow, how you, you know, your whole day is sort of controlled in a way. And, you know, here we, we're not that strict about, you know, various forms, but there's a kind of routine, there's a structure. Um, we have our bells, we have our, you know, there's, there's a kind of predictability which supports a form, which supports this kind of opening, supports, supports a trust. Um, and I think about children, how, how they thrive on having routine. They thrive on having, they know what's going to happen and that predictability. You know, in our house, we have, we're very, you know, routine of like morning routine. We do this, this, and that at night, we take a bath and have dinner at this time and story. And I think in a way that when we have routine in our life and when we have wise um, structure, it supports a kind of, of, of ease and well-being and of letting go. And then we're able to maybe meet what is unknown or what is unstable, unpredictable from that foundation. Like I was always so pleased that my kids, you know, starting a new school or something, they just kind of run and, you know, bye, and just kind of run into it. Partially because they don't know what's, you know, they don't know what they don't know. Uh, <laughs> but also it's like, I think that when we have a secure, we have some kind of security in our life and a secure attachment, attachments, um, that's very supportive. Into, so, so if our relationships and our life in a certain way um, has this stability, um, it's easier to open into what is unstable, to what is, what is unknowable. I think about Mel, my Zen teacher, who's 90 years old. And there's something about, I think, the fact that he has been doing the, pretty much the same thing for the last 50 or 60 years, waking up, opening the Zendo, you know, this routine something about that, that consistency. And then it's like your life itself becomes a kind of mantra. You know what a mantra is? You know, can you repeat the same thing over and over? 
And it has this wonderful, soothing, unifying quality to it. And so what, it, what would it be like if our life, to live our life as a kind of mantra? And when I talked to Mel about this, and he, and he said, he says that it's like, you know, he was an artist and he was part of the beats in the 50s and he was an abstract expressionist. And so he was kind of living this very unstructured life. And he was a taxi driver in the early 50s when the taxi drivers still needed to wear gloves and go around and open the door for the ladies. And, and so he said he would drive all night and he wore a suit because taxi driver, taxi driver, you know, you have to wear a suit. And he'd drive all night and then he'd go to sit meditation, zazen, with Suzuki Roshi in, um, in, in, in the old Bush Street, Sokoji, the Zen temple, at five in the morning. And, um, and so for him, it was like having that morning and evening meditation were the kind of anchors of his life. His life could be all over the place, but he had these anchors. And those were his touchstones. And now, you know, 50 plus years later, um, to, still, to still have those touchstones. Um, so what is it? How can we, how can our life, how can we um, design our life or arrange our life in a way that supports what's most important to us, what's most meaningful, uh, however we formulate that, and for me, a, a big part of that is that, that, um, that to trust enough to open to how things are. And, you know, and it, it's a lesson that I know for myself, I'm continually learning, continually um, being taught that by life. Um, so I wanted to close with just this, um, this dialogue that's a, that's a little bit, you know, I don't, we, don't, we don't say it so much here, so hopefully it'll be a little bit fresh. It's, it's definitely um, one of the uh, popular uh, dialogues to talk about in, in, in Zen communities. But it's, it goes something like this. The student is, is going to go on a pilgrimage and he's going to check, he checks in with his teacher and he says, I'm going on this pilgrimage. And, and the teacher says, why are you, oh, he's leaving the monastery to go on this pilgrimage. And the teacher says, why are you going? Why are you doing this? And the student says, I don't know. I don't know. And the teacher likes that answer a lot and says, um, not knowing is most intimate. Not knowing is most intimate. Um, and I think in this practice, we often emphasize knowing a lot, to know our experience, to know the Dharma. Um, insight, right? It's a kind of knowing, insight meditation. And, but is it possible that the, maybe the deepest kind of knowing is not that different or, or not that far from not knowing, from this kind of... Um, not knowing as, not as ignorance, but as this radical openness um, to, to, to not know 
is to be, I mean, maybe, is to be so open that um, something can come in in, in, a, in a deep way. So this, this and not that we open our mind in order to get something, but that openness itself is a kind of um, awakening. And so to say not knowing is most intimate is, um, you know, in, in, the, in the later Buddhist traditions, in the Mahayana traditions, um, intimacy is another, is another, uh, is a synonym for enlightenment. You know, to be intimate with all things. So um, that kind of non-separation, that kind of oneness. So not knowing is most intimate. Not knowing is, um, is you know, it opens us to the beauty and the mystery of, of the moment. Um, and um, so then in that way, the unknown maybe rather than being something that's frightening, um, what is it for, for, the, for not knowing this, un, this unknown to be actually a door into the Dharma? Um, a beautiful opportunity um, to allow ourselves to have that kind of openness or that kind of innocence. And then um, um, the moment is fresh, you know, no matter, regardless of the content of the moment, independent of the content of the moment. And I think that's a place that we can come to in our practice that's very freeing when our, our, our peace, our well-being isn't dependent on the content of the moment. That there's a way of being with our life, a way of being with experience that in itself is freeing. That relationship is freeing. And it's not so much, you know, the outcome, the, the particular flavor of the moment. Um, it doesn't matter so much, you know. And, and then we, in that way, we don't need to struggle with how things are. Um, so I offer this for... Um, for you, for us, and, and it may be in this in this season of, of autumn, and the, the 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 lengthening nights, you know, we can find some some way of resting in the darkness. You know, of this deep time of rest, of of renewal and regeneration, that this kind of uh, not knowing can be. Um, a source